And YouTube builds so much more rapport. Think about how well you think you know someone that you see a video of every other week versus just a static picture on Instagram of, yes. you know, a lot of like the coaching industry and stuff. It's just a picture of someone smiling with a caption. And a lot of the time nowadays, like you can fake a picture, you can stand in front of a house that's not yours or a car that's yes. not yours, but you can't fake video. So I think people really develop stronger relationships through video. Welcome to the Small Business Growth Podcast with me, your host, Maddie Giordano. We will talk all things business, branding, and social media marketing so you can turn your passion into success, whether that be a clothing store, a yoga studio, an online coaching business, or whatever lights that fire inside of you. Here, you will find tons of quality information so you can crush your goals, build your business, and make more moolah. Sound good? Let's jump on in. Today, I'm going to be interviewing Amy Sangster. Amy got her start on YouTube in 2012 when she created a series of viral videos that amassed over 20 million views and landed her on the homepage of AOL and many other large publications. From there, she launched Infinite Prosperity, an online education company that over the course of the next eight years, her and her team grew to multiple seven figures in revenue and over 80,000 students. Having moved on from the trading world, she's now passionate about helping creators share their message and harness the power of YouTube, especially since it has had such a profound impact on her life. I hope you're super excited about this episode because it is packed full of video marketing tips, how to create a YouTube channel, how to make videos go viral, and so many other good marketing tips. So let's get started. Hey, Amy, thanks for being here today. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. So we're on the Small Business Growth Podcast. We are just going to talk a little bit about YouTube. You have done phenomenal on YouTube throughout the last eight years, um, grown a huge audience there and built multiple seven-figure businesses there. So we kind of want to jam into that and get some of your insight, if that sounds good to you. Perfect. I'm excited. Awesome. So uh, let's give first, give us a little bit of a background about who you are, what your story is, kind of along those lines. Perfect. So I grew up in Australia. I kind of have a hybrid accent going on. I'm not too sure if you can still hear it. That's why I sound the way that I do. Um, grew up in Australia and I always knew very early on that I wanted a different life. I, even in like primary school, very young, I knew that going into the workforce for 40 plus years just wasn't something that I was ever chasing. I didn't really know what the heck I was going to do though. I had no strategy in mind. I just knew that was what I did not want to do. Um, but I didn't have any alternatives, so I ended up working at a bank and going to university, and I did enroll um, to get a degree thinking finance. Okay, obviously I want a different life. I'm going to need to know, learn about money. I'll study finance, get a degree. That should help. Uh, didn't help. and <laughs> got me a bank job and was basically teaching me how to be an employee, and I figured that out pretty early on. So I was still in this phase of being desperate for a dis different life and not really knowing how to go about that. Luckily, uh, one of my friends from school was, he lived very close to me and he invited me over um, one afternoon and he was trading. And I saw all the graphs and everything on his computer and I got really curious about it. I'm like, what are you doing? And I knew that he didn't have a job, he didn't work. Um, so I inquired about it and he basically started teaching me the world of currency trading. That's kind of how I got my start in online business. And I know oh, it seems very random for a 
20 year old from Australia, especially a girl to end up in that industry. But I was literally desperate for anything. It didn't really matter what it was. I just wanted something that would get me out of working nine to five because I hated that so much. Um, so he kind of took me under his wing and I started trading and he also taught me um, eBay. So I started trading and I used the money that I was making on eBay to fund my trading account. Um, and from there, I actually ended up talking to someone um, from America, just organically online. These things happen. We met, we liked each other. Um, we kind of did the whole Skype thing back and forth for a few months. And uh, I decided to go meet him. And he had a big YouTube channel. And one thing led to another. We ended up getting together over a series of months. Um, so I kind of inadvertently ended up um, through our relationship getting on YouTube. Yeah. And through that, I just started sharing my life, being that I was in trading and doing eBay and had access to all these different opportunities that a lot of people didn't have. I was able to generate a significant amount of money for my age. And in the process of that, I ended up doing some uh, pretty materialistic things like buying a Lambo and, <laughs> and doing all of these other fun things that you do when you become successful when you're young and you're not overly smart about it. Um, <laughs> and I mean, it, it wasn't, it definitely wasn't a bad move because sharing that story with his YouTube audience throughout, it became our joint channel, um, ended up with 20 million views and creating wow. an entire personal brand for me and launched a seven, nearly eight figure business for me. Um, so it definitely wasn't a dumb move in, in the moment, you know, being 22 years old and buying a Lamborghini might sound like not the smartest thing to do, but in essence, it was kind of um, aspirational marketing at its finest. So basically, I started an education company from there teaching everything that I knew about trading because people were very curious about how I had gotten to that point in life, especially early on. Um, and myself and the person who taught me that, my friend down the street from me in Australia, partnered up and we created an online course about trading. Cool. Um, so we did that all completely ourselves. Like I coded the website and we did it very, um, we just kind of threw it together and it wasn't the prettiest thing. It wasn't, um, the most well put together thing, but the information in it was great and transformational. It changed people's lives. And, uh, just through the sheer audience size that I had on YouTube, it reached a lot of people and my message reached a lot of people and we were able to be really successful from that. Wow. Uh, recently, yeah, recently trading is not something I'm into anymore. It's definitely a great strategy um, to make some money, but I kind of do what I do because I don't want to do what I don't want to do each day, you know, like I, I don't want to be waking up and not be excited about the things that I'm doing. And it got that way with trading. And I think that we can evolve and transition. And I just recently um, closed that company just because it wasn't something I was passionate about anymore. And, and I wasn't being the best leader I could be doing something that I wasn't passionate about. And I wasn't kind of walking the walk, so to speak, anymore. So I've just transitioned out of doing that. And now I am back full time on YouTube and diving in there. Cool. Where can people find you on YouTube? Um, so basically, I have two channels. So the um, channel that myself and my partner had, um, he actually passed away in 2015. Oh my so, gosh, I'm sorry. Thank you. Yeah, uh, that was kind of a massive learning experience in itself. Um, but the cool thing about YouTube was it, it allowed his legacy to live on, you know? Mm -hmm. So now people are still watching his videos, still like super inspired by all of his content. And that's pretty amazing to see. I still get messages every day about that stuff. Yeah, I love um, that. But we have our channel together, um, which is under his name, Robert Himmler. And I kind of closed that down, but that channel still gets millions of views. Um, so you can find all my old more materialistic type of inspirational content uh, back there. And I just moved over to starting my own um, personal channel and building that um, as my own separate energy. And that's just Amy Sangster TV. 
Cool. Well, that's yeah. awesome. I yeah. love your story. That's really cool to see. I mean, and it's one of those things that everyone wants to chase that passion. They can start something and they, they could become successful in it, but then they figure out that it's not exactly what they want to do forever. And then they can transition, which is cool. I love that. Exactly. And I think that's what a lot of entrepreneurs miss is there's this big movement around entrepreneurship now. And a lot of people get into it and they realize that it is a hard slog in the beginning. You know, you have to work your ass off to make whatever <laughs> yeah. it is that you want to do work. And they kind of end up in this trap of quitting their job to do something that they love and then not really creating a lifestyle that they love. Mm -hmm. And I'm kind of a big advocate of, well, you know, it may have just been easier to have a nine, nine to five and at 5 p.m. you're off. You're not thinking about it anymore. Yeah. Whereas if you're not really passionate about what you're doing, like maybe entrepreneurship isn't for you. Maybe you don't want to put in the hot hours and, and work over time for something that doesn't really light you up. In the end of the day, like if a nine to five lights you up and you're doing what you want to do in that area, that's great. Like don't force yourself into this part of path of entrepreneurship for no reason, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And if you're, if you can make your entrepreneurship, your passion, it's even better than, then you can be doing what you want to do all the time and kind of dive right into it. Exactly. And I do think that there is a way to monetize absolutely anything that we love doing on our own and kind of working for ourselves and doing it that way as well. But you got to be passionate about it. That's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And that kind of goes right into my, my qu next question for you is all about the mindset of things. A lot of, a lot of big entrepreneurs, people that have seven or eight figure businesses like yourself, they have a different kind of mindset around scaling businesses, starting businesses. And what's kind of your big mindset shifts that you think people need to make in order to scale and build the business that they really want? I think the biggest thing is having a strong enough why. Why are you doing this? It needs to be stronger than just because I want to make money. I know that a lot of people are very attached to that outcome. And especially if you've um, had a lack of it, then obviously you're very motivated mm -hmm. to make more of it. But I think that once you start and you start making a decent amount of money and you're comfortable again, you need to have a why that's strong enough to push you to do more. And often I find that that is through changing people's lives. A lot of coaches, a lot of business owners realistically need to be in it because they want to see their product or their um, service or whatever it is that you have changed someone's life. And that was the why that really pushed me to keep going through the struggles because whatever business you're in, you're going to have times where you're like, fuck this, to be honest, like this yes. is, this is hard. You know, like I, I am not inspired to, uh, to solve this challenge right now, but your why has to be strong enough to get you your head back in the game and you're going to quit. You know, there's challenges in anything that we do. And if you don't have a why that really gets you out of bed and gets you pushing past those challenging moments, you're going to quit. So just knowing why you're doing something and having a why that is beyond just because I want to make money. Cause I don't think that gets a lot of people through the challenges a lot of the time. Yeah. Cause that motivation can be fleeting very easily. It's like, you know what? Like I can work a little less and I can make a little less money, but if it's more change focused, if it's more about changing someone's life, it's a lot easier to, to keep pushing forward. Cause there's other people in the mix as well. Exactly. And I think it was, I was listening to a Russell Brand podcast recently, and he said that you're never going to be truly fulfilled and truly happy until you're serving other people. And it's so true. Being in a position where I have made a lot of money, and I've also been in a position where I've made very little and I've struggled, that is the differentiating factor. A lot of people think money will make you happy. No, I've, I've had a garage full of seven supercars with my partner at one point, and he got cancer. And you realize that all these material objects and these things that people think is going to give you this amazing life realistically mean nothing when you're faced with that kind of adversity and that kind of news in your personal life. So I think going back to what is fulfilling and ultimately it's help helping people and serving people and feeling great every day and taking care of your health and, and that kind of stuff rather than just being in things for a material reason. 
Yes. I love that. That is a great way to think of things. Um, and I think that can help a lot of people. I think a lot of people can, can learn from that as well. Cause no matter what industry you're in, there is still a motivation behind money. And I think that, but the, the money mindset kind of has to shift into what you were just saying in order for it to be a little bit more aligned. Exactly. And I don't in any way want to villainize money. I think having nice things and being abundant is amazing and great, but it shouldn't be your only why. I think if you focus on the people behind the business, not just the sales, that's what's ultimately going to help you succeed. Yes. It's all about the relationships. That's awesome. For sure. Cool. So um, kind of transitioning into YouTube, which is where you can make a lot of your money. Um, what is, why did you start YouTube? And like you said, it was kind of, it was with your partner, but mm-hmm. now that, that you're transitioning into kind of going more full-time on that, why do you think, what's the power behind YouTube that that makes you want to keep pushing on it? Well, it changed my entire life. <laughs> so I am walking proof of the power of YouTube. I, before YouTube, I was just a regular girl in Australia. No one knew me, no one knew my story. And to be honest, no one had any reason to really care about that. Yeah. And YouTube was just the platform that allowed me to share my message. And I'm a big believer that everyone has something to share. The only difference between the people who share it and the people who don't is the belief that their message actually matters. You know, we have to believe in ourselves and be bold enough to say, you know, what, I, what I'm saying and what I have to share matters enough that people need to see this. And if you do that, YouTube is an amazing platform to share that. And I think that recently something that myself and my partner have been talking about at the moment is the difference between something like Instagram and Facebook versus YouTube. And YouTube builds so much more rapport. Think about how well you think you know someone that you see a video of every other week versus just a static picture on Instagram of, you know, a lot of like the coaching industry and stuff. It's just a picture of someone smiling with a caption. And a lot of the time nowadays, like you can fake a picture, you can stand in front of a house that's not yours or a car that's not yours, but you can't fake video. So I think people really develop stronger relationships through video. Um, And also the thing about YouTube is it's a search engine. So videos that I created back in 2012 are still bringing me in leads and still bringing people to my personal brand and to my pages. And people are still finding that because it's still showing up. The YouTube algorithm likes it. And that's something we can talk a little bit more about. Um, the algorithm and how to make that work for you. Yeah. But YouTube is a search engine just like Google. So if you know how to create content that can get you found on YouTube, then that's going to continually generate new leads, new people, new, new people that are interested in hearing your message um, and getting you views, which also pay you. You know, a lot of people don't realize that you get paid for people watching your videos on YouTube. Yes. Uh, you don't get paid to post an Instagram picture. You are hoping to get clients based on that picture, but you don't actually get paid for creating that. So I think that's another really cool part is that there's just so many opportunities to build trust, rapport, sell products, build your personal brand and get paid for the views that you're generating in the process of it. Yeah. That's awesome. You're making me want to start a channel. (laughs) Good. Let's do it. (laughs) That's awesome. What, um, like, let's dive into that a little bit. What Mm -hmm. are those kind of algorithm shifts to be able to kind of techniques to grow? And like you, you had a couple of really viral videos. What are your algorithm techniques there? So it's funny because when I um, created those videos with my partner, we were kind of beautifully naive. We understood a little bit um, more than the average person, but we didn't understand all the things that I now know. And it's funny when you kind of look back on things, you're like, oh, I, I did all these things without even realizing cool yeah. for me. But now I know that I, like, these are the exact elements that cause those videos to go viral. Um, so there's a couple of different things that YouTube looks for to favor content. And I think just kind of bringing it back for a moment, a lot of people just think of getting on YouTube and they're like, okay, well, 
I'm going to post a vlog from Bali or, you know, my recent trip, or maybe I'll just repurpose content and upload podcasts to YouTube. And while that's, that's not horrible, you know, but it's not really going to get you found. YouTube isn't going to say, oh, this Bali vlog from Amy is amazing. And I need to show that and serve that in the algorithm more because realistically people don't know about it. They don't have a reason to care. Um, and there are a couple things that you can do to make people know about it and make YouTube algorithm like you and make people care and actually ensure you're making content that gets seen. A lot of the time people start YouTube, they put a lot of time, effort, money, money and effort into it and their content gets like 200 views and then they're like, oh, I don't want to keep doing this. It's not worth it. Yeah. So definite ways that you can think about YouTube to help you get, um, to get views and get seen and actually create content that makes a difference um, is understanding the different kinds of content. So whenever we work with people, we inform them first and foremost that there are four different kinds of content. So there is discovery content and that's content that is geared towards um, targeting certain keywords. You might've heard that like SEO um, in relation to Google, but a lot of people don't realize that it also applies on YouTube. So you create content um, intentionally around keywords and there's a keyword tool that you can use called TubeBuddy, which we teach people how to use, which basically tells you, okay, this is a trending keyword. This is a hot keyword to target. There's not too much competition in this area. This would be a great video to make. Um, so that's discovery content and that is geared at making videos that are going to show up first in the search results or at the top of the search results so that when someone types in um, how to create a podcast, maybe yours shows first and that's how new people find your channel and that's how you gain views and subscribers that way. Um, then there is community content and that's I think what people go into creating a lot of the time um, thinking that that's the only thing and that's things that so that's the Bali vlogs and that's the Q&A and responding to your assumptions about me. That's those kind of videos, which are great to build rapport and to nurture an existing community once it's at a certain point. Um, and I think that a lot of people don't realize that you have to grow a community first before you start creating that community content. Because if you're just posting vlogs of your life before you even have an audience that is invested in that, that's not really worthwhile, you know? Yeah. Um, from there, you have sales content as well. Um, sales content is pretty much what it means. Um, videos that are intentionally created to generate sales or to lead back to um, a program or service that you have. And there is definitely a way to do this that doesn't feel salesy. You know, like you don't often see like overly salesy things on YouTube, yeah. but you do see people selling, um, say you have like a photography or a videography channel, maybe you sell like a preset pack or something like that. Mm -hmm. And you do that in a way that's still educating people and you're teaching and then you have a link to this at the end or whatever it is. So there's sales content as well. Uh, and then there's breakout, which is like viral content, videos that you're creating, which is what I did with the intention of it going viral and create, uh, creating massive growth for your channel basically. Um, and a lot of people don't realize, like I was saying that there are viral traits that no one can guarantee. Let me preface it by saying this. No one can guarantee that a video will ever go viral. And if anyone ever tells you, I can guarantee that I'm going to make a video go viral, <laughs> tell them they're full of shit because it doesn't <laughs> exist. There is no guarantee around it, but there is definitely things that you can do um, and traits that you can include that make your video have a much, much higher chance of going viral. Um, and we can go through some of those now if you like. Yeah, um, absolutely. So, some viral video strategies. And if you, this was kind of created analyzing like some of the most viral videos on YouTube. A lot of people have gone through this process and they're like, all right, how do we reverse engineer it? Like, what are yeah. the things that people include? Um, so what uh, every YouTube 
video that has a um, success rate generally tells a story. So humans have a massive appetite for hearing stories and something to consider is that the longer people spend watching your videos, there's this um, data metric called watch time that YouTube really looks at. So basically, if you think you're YouTube as a company, what do you want from a channel? You want to keep people on your platform as long as possible. So watch time is something really, really important. They'll say, okay, Maddie creates videos that keep people on YouTube longer. This is great. I want to favor her in the algorithm and serve more of her videos to people because they keep people on YouTube. Yeah. So then if you think about it, our job as a creator then is go, okay, how can I keep people watching my videos and how can I keep people on YouTube longer? Cause that's what YouTube wants from me. Mm -hmm. So telling stories like that is element number one, that whether you're trying to create a video, a viral video or not telling a story is so impactful. And that's what a lot of people don't realize. They just kind of create a video that doesn't really have a storyline or just kind of sit and talk to the camera, but people click out of those pretty quickly because you're not really hanging on to see what happens in the story. So as much as we can incorporate storytelling into our videos, it keeps people around longer. And as humans, we connect with people's stories. You know, that's really what, the only thing that separates us from anyone else is the story that we have. There's so many people doing so many different things nowadays that it's kind of all been done. So the only unique thing is we have is our own message and story. So incorporating a story as much as possible is viral video strategy number one slash video overall strategy. Um, it's so impactful to tell a story. Um, challenging or confirming people's assumptions. So when people hear that they're right or wrong about something, generally their ears tend to perk up. So by challenging someone on a video, you'll generally have a higher chance of people sharing that video. Inspiring people to take action. So not only does this content get shared, but it also has a profound impact on the people watching it. That's pretty much a big part of what I did. I showed people a life that was possible and I inspired them and I motivated them to take action through the videos that I posted. Um, make people laugh or smile. You want your brand to be associated with positive emotions. So a lot of the time we'll just share like quirky things that make us laugh with our friends, you know, and it doesn't have to be uh, so complicated. Sometimes it's just something that makes someone laugh. We share that. Yeah. Um, have unexpected twists and an element of surprise. Um, so this is often the most memorable part of a piece of content. So just kind of creating a video and then unexpectedly showing something generally gets people interested in it an underdog story. People love an underdog story. Yes. Everyone loves the hero's journey. And it's, if you're someone that's interested in learning how to tell stories better, there's a great book called Story Wars that talks about an underdog journey a lot of the time. People love connecting with that. A lot of the time people feel like an underdog themselves. So just creating videos that they can connect with and that the underdog ultimately succeeds. It's great. Uh, having a fresher, unique point of view, even about weird and uncommon things. Utilize trending topics. Obviously, this is pretty obvious. Um, and a big one for viral content is talking about things that are relevant in the moment. Yeah. Kind of a weird one um, is people take pleasure in the misfortune of others. And I know that that sounds <laughs> kind of sadistic in, in the moment, but um, in reality, we kind of relate to that. You know, we've all been through struggles and it's like, think about fail videos. It doesn't have to be so mean, but like we all enjoy seeing someone like fall down or <laughs> fall over in a funny way, you know? So sharing that kind of stuff, as weird as it sounds, actually is really, really popular. Um, creating a movement or a social or moral injustice type video. I don't know if you've seen the one recently that was circulating around 
uh, called Be a Lady, they said. Yes. Oh my yes. God, it went so viral. Exactly, right? That was a perfect example of creating a movement and every female on earth pretty much jumped on board and shared that because they're like, yes, I resonate with that so hard. Yes. So creating a uh, movement that people stand behind because everyone in that movement is then like, yeah, that, that's exactly what I wanted to say. Um, and the last one is uh, having a WTF uh, moment video, which is, uh, I don't know, well, TikTok is a huge thing at the moment. And something that's gone really viral on there is what the fuck videos, essentially. And these videos um, basically, it's exactly how it sounds, get you thinking like, I need to keep watching because I don't understand what's happening here. Yeah. And a really good example of that was I ended up <laughs> in a... Uh, TikTok hole one night watching these videos from this lady because she posted a cable that was attached to her house. And she's like, oh, I just found this cable and I don't know where it leads. <laughs> this series, it's so weird, but this series of videos was just her trying to find out, like it went out to the road and it went like, yeah, it was Across very, very strange. It went, it went like to the road of her house and she was just trying to find an answer basically for what this cable was. Yeah. And I realized, wow, that's really smart. She kept me drawn in because it was a story and I need, I was confused. I needed to find out what the fuck this cable was, you know? <laughs> yeah. um, so creating videos that make people have that emotion and make people need to understand like, what is this um, is a great way of creating viral videos as well. So it's kind of an overview of like, a big long list of things that you can do. Some viral videos only incorporate one of these elements. Some incorporate all 10, you know, it's, yeah. it doesn't need to be every single one, but there's definitely intention behind so many of them. And if you just understand a little bit about how to create those, then you have such a massive chance of going viral versus someone that's just kind of creating content because they think it's good. If once you understand the strategy behind it, you can create content that you think is good, but also have strategy and intention built into that. Yeah, there was so many good tips in that last few minutes. <laughs> if people are listening, they need to go back and listen to it again. I was like taking notes. I'm like, man, that's a good tip. I like that one. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm going hot on this. But yeah, there, there is a lot to learn. And it's like, it's funny because it seems like a lot in the beginning. But once you understand it, it's almost like, oh, like now looking back, I'm like, that was so simple. Yeah, um, it's, it's almost just, like second nature. Yeah, seriously. And, and in the beginning of starting YouTube and and learning like the process that we teach, it can seem a little bit overwhelming. And I think that's the biggest kind of deterrent from people getting on YouTube is like, A, are people gonna see my videos? Are they gonna care? B, a lot of people are just kind of um, nervous to be in front of camera and to put yeah. themselves out there. That's a massive thing. Mm -hmm. um, and then, yeah, there is like a factor of overwhelm of like, oh, I don't really know how to film or I don't know how to incorporate all these elements. Yeah. And it does. like anything in the beginning can seem a little overwhelming, but once you understand it, it does become second nature, you know, like podcasting, I'm sure was overwhelming in the beginning for you. And how do I create a system around podcasts? But then now that you're in a flow, it's just easy and simple. So, yeah, absolutely. It's a little bit more conversational once you do it. And especially with uh, YouTube, like when you first get in there first, even like on Instagram, when you're first making videos, it's kind of like, okay, like, let me, let me edit them really strong and like mm -hmm. make sure everything's perfect. And then once you get going, it's like, no, like they just want to see my personality anyway, might as well be goofy, like have your own personality shine through. Cause that is one of those things that will get people kind of in your community as well. Absolutely. That is a massive part of our message. Um, myself and my partner at the moment, he's a videographer. 
Um, and we teach YouTube now because he has been doing the behind the scenes strategy and filming part of it. And I've been doing the online, be the face of YouTube yes, kind of perfect little matchmaker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> perfect match in a lot of ways, uh, which has been a really nice thing, but we kind of recently came together to do this. And that's the biggest thing that we realized is that in so many uh, like coaching programs, I guess you would say nowadays, nowadays, it's like this cookie cookie cutter strategy that teaches everyone to become the same thing. Yeah. You really can't do that with YouTube. The biggest part of being successful on YouTube is yes, um, you know, utilizing all of the strategies and the things that are proven to work, but letting your personality shine through. If you think about it, like all of the people that we attach to, that we look up to are unapologetically themselves. They have yeah. unique personalities. They have a cool message. They stand out from the crowd. And I guess that's like a big problem that I have with so many coaching programs nowadays is that it's trying to teach people to become something and pretty much saying that you don't need to use any of your creativity, any of your own uh, personality within that. You just need to do this, this, and this. Yeah. And I think that we're starting to see that, especially on Instagram now that it's becoming so saturated with people doing the exact same thing yeah. that you really have to let your personality shine through if you want to stand out amongst all of that. And YouTube is a place that you can't cookie cutter. You know, you yeah. have to be yourself. And that's one of the coolest things about it is that it teaches you through, I mean, you're, you're going to be successful if you can do that basically. So it teaches you through reward that if you're yourself, people connect to you and they attach to that rather than being what we all think we should be, you know, being perfect. Cause that creates boring videos, honestly, that no one connects yeah. to and they don't connect to you or know your story. So yeah, we're definitely big, uh, big supporters of the fact that you have to be yourself. And the more you can do that in whatever business you have, that's how people attach to you. The stories behind what you're doing yeah. and your unique personality and your unique message is going to make you stand out. Stop trying to fit in when you were born to stand out. I know that sounds cliche, <laughs> but so many people need to hear that nowadays because everyone, I just see it so often, everyone's trying to fit in to yeah. what they think they have to be to be a coach or an entrepreneur or a business owner. But in reality, like going against the grain is the exact thing that you need to do. Yeah. I love that. And I think that can be with any business. I mean, look at how big, like the small business, the shop small movement is right now in mm -hmm. no matter if you're selling jewelry or if you're a coach or if you have an online, whatever, uh, if you show your story, if you share like, this is how I got here, this is a family owned business. This is who we are putting mm -hmm. your personality, making your business more about the brand personality and the personal brand personality, no mm -hmm. matter what you're selling is going to allow more people to want to buy from you because they like you as a person and they want to support you more Absolutely. than just want to buy your product. You can only sell so many things because look at how great this is. Mm -hmm. You also want to expand more to that. Like you like me, like support me as well, which is, which is cool. And it's, it's a exactly. nice from like the cookie cutter, well-designed everything that everybody looks the same. Exactly. And there's a great book on that. I don't know if you've read it called Primal Branding. No, I haven't. Check that one out. It's pretty much uh, very similar to what I was talking about. It's the strategy when people have reverse engineered what creates an amazing brand. Mm. Um, and a big part of that is stories. People want to know Steve Jobs' story. They don't yeah. just want to know Apple's story. People want to connect with something and like telling stories is a massive part of that. There's also, we teach like the full primal branding strategy that we didn't come up with, but uh, incorporating those elements into your YouTube channel or into whatever 
um, brand you have is so key for people to be able to connect with it because we're human. We want to connect with things. We're not just a number to make a yes. sale. You know, you have to always remember the people on the other side of what you're selling. Yes. Oh my gosh. You are preaching. I love that so much. <laughs> I tend to do that. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I love it. It's awesome. <laughs> So that kind of goes into like, so it goes into a big mistake that a lot of people are doing on social media is just like, Hey, look how great my product is Buy my stuff. And I talk about this a lot that we're really not on any, whether it's YouTube, Instagram, anything to just to sell, we're there to create more value and kind of, um, be a resource for people. What other mistakes are people making on YouTube that you think are really hurting their, their growth? I think that you need to keep in mind, just like with Instagram and other social media platforms, that in reality, this will sound harsh, people don't really care about you. They care about what they get from you. So you need to continually be providing something. And that doesn't necessarily need to be, like YouTube is a different game. It doesn't need to be value. It doesn't necessarily need to be educational value, I should say, but it needs to be value of some sort. So we talk about the difference between entertainment channels and education channels. And it's very um, important to know which of those you fall into. So maybe you are creating vlogs and there are people that have very, very successful just vlog channels. You don't need to be teaching something necessarily, but then you need to be very clear that, okay, the value that I'm providing to someone is entertainment. And I really need to lean into that persona and become really funny or become very like quirky or kind of exaggerate your personality so that you can play into that as much as possible. If you're creating purely educational content, then that's the value. You know, you're educating people and they're getting something out of it and they're taking away from it. But if you're not doing any of those things, if you're just saying, okay, here's my Bali trip that I went on and it's very pretty, yeah, people might watch it. Some people might watch it. Some people might love it, but it's not going to create like a huge connection to you and people aren't going to keep coming back. And we talk about creating weekly videos. Um, just within like with Instagram and other social platforms, it's great to create uh, consistency around how much you post on YouTube. The standard thing is every week. So if you want to keep people coming back every single week, it's like a, your own TV show, essentially yeah. you have to uh, make people realize through your videos, what they're getting every single week. Maybe it is just like when you watch friends each week and you're incredibly entertained by it and you want to come back and watch more. Maybe that's all it is, but if people don't clearly understand what they're getting from you and your channel, they're not going to keep coming back. So I think just continually providing value, whether it's through laughter and entertainment or through education or through both, which the best creators do combining those two things, um, just understanding what value it is that you provide so that people do connect with you and keep coming back to watch you. Yes. I think that is so great. Yeah. And I think having that being very clear and concise and making sure that people know what they're getting from you is going to make a huge difference there. And that's, that's on YouTube and that is on any social media. If people know what to expect from you, they'd be more likely to follow you, to subscribe, to, to stay more in touch as well. Exactly. People develop relationships through consistency, whether it's consistency of character and they know what to expect and your personality on your podcast. If, if one day you started podcasting and you were just this completely different person and (laughs) weren't like you anymore and you, you hated life and you hated business and all of this, people would be like, Whoa, I'm not going to listen to that anymore. What's going on? Exactly. So they want to, they want consistency of experience through consistent posting times, consistency in personality. Uh, consistency in your content and what that provides. So being consistent all over the place is what's going to keep people coming back to you. 
Yes. Love that. That's awesome. And a lot of people think like, okay, I can create a YouTube channel and I can make all these videos and give all this value, but like, how do I actually make money from it? And like you said, you, you can make money just from posting. Can you yeah. dive into that a little bit? Kind of the different streams of revenue that you can get from YouTube? Of course. So basically when we teach people to set up channels, we are very clear from the very beginning, even though a monetization strategy is something that comes down the track, you're very clear about the intention of what that's going to be from the very start so that you can position your channel with the end in mind. So there, are, it's cool because a, it's a place where you can do a couple different things to monetize your channel. Firstly, there's AdSense, which is purely Google paying you for people who don't know when you see a YouTube ad before the video, the creator of that video gets a percentage of that. So the more views you have, the more money you make. You do have to have a substantial amount of views for that to really add up and be worthwhile. And in general, it does vary because of all these different factors. But in general, if you think about it, 100,000 views is generally $1,000, um, just to give people some context. So you do need to be generating a significant amount of traffic to make a, uh, a full-time living off of YouTube. Mm -hmm. Completely possible if you know how, but you're not gonna create a video that gets 10 views and make bank, <laughs> just, yeah. to, just to clarify <laughs> that. <laughs> yes, um, so you have AdSense first and foremost. Um, a lot of the time, that's all creators do. I think it is quite silly to only do this because if you have the amount of traffic that actually makes you a decent income, you're kind of silly not to capitalize on that in other ways. Yeah. There's some other ways that you can monetize YouTube. And I think the best hands down, and I'm biased because I did it and it did make bank, <laughs> the best way to monetize um, your audience is through online courses. Mm -hmm. um, you can do one-on-one -on -one coaching and that kind of thing, but then you're still selling your time for money and it's, it's not hundred percent scalable. Yeah. An online course is a hundred percent scalable. So having something that people can click on immediately and buy at all times of day is hands down the best strategy that you can, uh, that you can employ and online courses. So many more people now are turning online for education rather than to universities and all that kind of stuff. Self-education is such a huge thing and it's only on the increase. So creating an online course around your unique niche on YouTube, even if it's how to do YouTube, or maybe it is, um, I follow this amazing photographer and she teaches people how to pose better in photos. Mm. So creating a course that's specific to your YouTube channel. It doesn't necessarily need to be a direct link. Like I was a supercar vlogger back in the day with my ex. And, uh, I wasn't directly talking about trading on our channel, but I was marketing the result of that. Yeah. So I was showcasing, Hey, this is the lifestyle that you can live through doing this. So I didn't even really have to sell quote unquote anything. People were coming to me and asking, how do we do this? How do you live like this? I want to know that. So if you're able to showcase something, then creating a course around that is an incredible strategy. Um, another thing that you can do is if you create a movement type of channel, like yes theory, I don't know if you've ever seen their content. Mm -hmm. I see people in the grocery store. I see people all around LA wearing their merchandise. So merchandise is a really common thing that people do, especially around, um, channels that are not just personal branded, even though personal branded channels sell merchandise too. So you can create your own hoodies and your own merch and whatever you want to create, you can create a lot of influences nowadays have their own like swimwear brands and whatnot. YouTube's just another place that you can do that. Um, and I mean, there's endless different ways, but, uh, brand deals, I would say is the final thing. If you have an audience and brands are working with even smaller than normal audiences nowadays, um, depending on what they're looking for, but you don't have to have a million followers for a brand to want to work with you. 
um, they're paying even small creators a thousand to ten thousand dollars to create a video that promotes their product and you can do that in an authentic way it doesn't have to be like look at this Colgate toothpaste that I'm using you know you can <laughs> you can do that pretty authentically nowadays and people whether you're in like the travel niche and it's hotels paying you to go and stay at their resort and do a review yeah. of it or um, you know you're reviewing like Squarespace is a massive um, massive brand that is doing a lot of brand deals across YouTube at the moment, and they work with pretty much every different kind of creator that has a website because yeah. they create websites for people, um, and they pay a good chunk of money to be involved with people. So brand deals is a final way that you can monetize. You don't have to do any of them. You can just get paid based on AdSense if you want. But I think you are crazy if you have a sizable audience not to capitalize on that in every single way. Yeah, absolutely. And I think all of those ways are on top of just building a more connected audience to you. So exactly. if you have a business, you can, you can teach people about your business, you can answer questions, and you can provide some of that value like you were talking about. And building that community has a lot of power and a lot of money behind it as well when it goes back to, hey, I'm still selling. So no matter what business you're in, I really think you can use YouTube for the better. Absolutely. I think the biggest proponent of all of it is that people connect with people. And the more that you can show yourself and show your story and share your message, the more people connect with you and the more they want to support you and the more they, they want to watch your content and just be involved in your life. YouTube is essentially TV nowadays. You know, we have all have smart TVs and Apple TVs where yeah. like I watch YouTube. I don't have cable TV at all. I watch YouTube on the TV or Netflix or something like yeah. that. Like, YouTube is essentially your own TV show. Well, and, and it's for... Oh, go ahead. Go. No, I was going to say, it's crazy because we all have the ability now to create that for ourselves. Yeah. So people capitalize on it. For sure. And people across all ages are watching YouTube as TV. I was with my cousins the other night and they have, I think she's five years old. They have a five, like an eight and like a 12 year old. And that was all they watched. I walked yeah. in and they were just watching like random, like home makeover videos. Uh -huh. I was like, Are you guys on? And they're like, YouTube, like it's all people do. They knew so many things. And I was like, how do you guys know that? And they're mm -hmm. like, oh, we saw it on YouTube. And it's like, wow, like you can get, I mean, and my, my 87 year old grandpa was on YouTube the yep. other day trying to figure out like how to fix something like all yep. across all age ranges are really utilizing YouTube right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We have the ability to create our own TV shows and people don't do that a lot of the time because of fear or lack of know-how um, and just scared of putting themselves out there. But if you can step into that persona and get over the mental blocks of, you know, showing yourself. And I, I think a lot of entrepreneurs are already over that hurdle. So it's not as relevant, but it still does play a part. You know, some people are comfortable posting a picture and a caption on Instagram, but they're not really comfortable like holding a vlogging camera and being like the fullest expression of themselves. Yeah. So if you can get over that and just the fear of putting yourself out there, it's such an opportunity that we have in this day and age. Like 50 years ago, our grandparents had to work a job. They didn't have this opportunity. And nowadays we're all so lucky that like the click of a button, so long as you have an internet connection and an iPhone, like you can do it on your iPhone. You don't need yeah. high level equipment. Mm -hmm. You can start doing this and people don't really do that. And I think it's, yeah, it's pretty crazy that we're living in a time that gives us so many possibilities and only a small fraction of people are really taking advantage of them. Yeah. And there's a low barrier to entry. Like you said, you can, you can use an iPhone, you can use iMovie that most computers have and yep. you can just kind of hop right in. Yeah. It's, um, we teach people like the full spectrum. Like my partner is a videographer, so he does everything beautifully and has the highest level of production and he's a perfectionist and all of these things, which is great because his niche is videography. So the people watching his videos, like they're the people that really want to see that high level production. Yeah. But 
if you look at people, um, like there's a great girl called Emma Chamberlain that has a millions and millions of subscribers or some of the most popular creatives, they just have very raw videos. You know, they yeah. could very well be using their iPhone. He just did, uh, Hunter, my partner, just did a video the other day showing people how they can create like beautiful B-roll and beautiful videos just using their iPhone. And I don't think people even realize that like these cameras nowadays are like 4K or 1080p depending yeah, on what ridiculous. Yeah, what phone you have, and that's all you need. It is so easy once you know how, but I think it's almost a little bit of a uh, excuse in a lot of people's books, you know, like, oh, I don't have a camera, I don't know how to use it, or I don't have yeah. like, the best equipment. If you really want to start, you can do it using your phone. Yeah, there's something deeper than that there. Oh my gosh, so much good information, Amy. Thank you so much. I ask all of my podcast uh, guests three questions at the end, and you've given us a few, but um, one is, what is your favorite book for any entrepreneur if they could read one book and to get all of the information, what book would you think that someone should read? Um, okay, I think, have you read Untethered Soul by chance? I have not. Okay, I think it's a really good one. I could give so many different answers to this question, but I think that this is the best one because it gets people to understand, and this is very hippie and mindset-ish, but it's so <laughs> important, that the voice inside your head is not you. And I yeah. think that most people are limited by the voice inside their head because they might go to start a YouTube channel and the little voice says, no one's going to watch that. You're going to get rejected. People don't care or something like that. Yeah. Maybe your voice is nicer than most people's, but there's generally <laughs> a little pushback from that voice inside our head, no matter what we're doing. And especially in business, if you're working for yourself, that voice is so prominent all the time, whether you're putting out a new product or launching something or whatever. Like I think a lot of the time entrepreneurs will be pretty calm or pretty familiar with this voice that pops up. So I love this book so much because it teaches people how to differentiate between what is you, what is that voice, and then how to go beyond that controlling your entire life. So I think whatever way you're going to put yourself out there, whatever you want to achieve, just understanding that is going to change your entire life and let you do things that otherwise you'd be limited by. Love that. I'll have to check that one out. Yeah, um, next question is if you could have dinner with three people dead or alive, just to chat for dinner, who would it be? Oh man. Um, so many people. I think first one would probably be Logan Paul, mm -hmm. um, who is for people who don't know, massive YouTuber. He's got like 20 million subscribers and I've actually met him, um, at a party out here in Hollywood and I got a little chance to speak to him. And he is just, his message is, I want to be the biggest creator in the world, the best entertainer in the world. Mm -hmm. And I would love to dive into the mindset of someone like that a little deeper because he works his ass off. People just watch his vlogs and they think that, oh, you know, they're just like frat boys with a camera <laughs> and having fun. But once you understand it, there's so much intention behind what he does. And to grow to 20 million subscribers is no uh, no accident. He yeah. definitely has intention and strategy. So I would be curious to dive deeper into his mindset behind that and what his real message is because he, he loves to entertain people and, and make them have fun. But I'm, I'm just curious to know more about the persona behind that, I guess. Yeah. So he'd be my first one. Um, Joe Dispenza. I'm sure you know Joe Dispenza. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Everyone in, in the world is pretty much finding out about him nowadays. Yeah. He's pretty big. Um, I am a massive nerd and <laughs> He combines kind of the nerdy quantum physics side of things with the yeah. hippie side of things. And I love that he, through science, just explains the impact that mindset has on our lives because mm -hmm. so much of the time people just think like, oh, you know, mindset, positive thinking, that's all well and good. You know, that's for the hippies or like, I do yeah. think positive, but I love that he's able to scientifically break it down and show the direct impact that our mind has on our bodies and our lives and our external environment as well. 
Love that. He's interesting. Um, and my last one would probably be just for, <laughs> for fun's sake and out of curiosity, Russell Brand. Ooh, yeah. Um, I just think he's such an interesting character with a lot of interesting ideas and philosophies about things. Um, and yeah, I'd love to meet him. So yeah, love those three. That would be so, that would be such a big like business nerd out session of like how to, how to really create an awesome brand. That would be really fun. Right. Um, Who are your three? I'm curious now. My three. Yes. (laughs) Um, my three, they change frequently, but, um, they're Elon Musk because I think he is just incredible and I want to be inside of his brain for like 24 hours. Um, I would love to talk with, um, Steve Irwin just because he built a really great personal brand as well. And he is really like into everything. He was incredibly intelligent and learned a lot in a short amount of time. And, um, John Muir, who was just like super curious. He was kind of the guy that founded everything within Yosemite national park. And I think the three of us could kind of, um, kind of chat a lot about like the nature side of things, the business side of things. And John Muir was one of those people that was really into the mindset and how like it's, he, he like spent, I forget how long, but it was a ridiculous amount of time completely alone and only ate bread in Yosemite National Park. Oh, wow. <laughs> like, the mindset of things that he did, I think the three of us, even though it's a very kind of hodgepodge group of people, would be able to have kind of a fun conversation. That'd be a fun jam for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. Cool. And Amy, where can people find you if they want to hear more about you? Okay. So we were thinking about what the best thing to do would be for people to get more information. And realistically, everyone has like their own unique um, ideas about YouTube and their own strategies that they want to discuss. So we thought a cool thing to do would be to offer the first 10 people um, that would like to chat to us the opportunity to sit down and have like a full strategy session with both of us um, and kind of discuss if YouTube's for them, if it's a good idea, what their ideas are, and give them um, some strategy around that. So if someone would like to chat with myself and my partner Hunter about that, they can find us at unemployedmovement.com slash YGA. It stands for YouTube Growth Accelerator. That's our course. Um, so that's the best place to go if you want to book a call and utilize that and have a strategy session with us and we'll jam out on all things YouTube and tell you if the idea is horrible or the idea is amazing <laughs> and how to go about that. Um, so that's the best place. If you want to connect with me on social media, um, my Instagram is amysangster53. My YouTube is amysangstertv. And that's the best places to find me. (laughs) Awesome. Yeah. And I'll put all of that in the show notes below so people can find you there. Thank you so much for all of your information. I was like writing notes down. It was so (laughs) much fun. Thank you so much. I appreciate you having me. Yes, absolutely.